Speaking the truth to the state capitol, this is Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, folks, it's Wednesday, February 15th. Winter storm warnings in effect. This is Drive Time Lincoln. I'm your host, Jack Riggins, restoring American values, bringing common sense to the capital city. Johnny Cadillac's executive producing the show. Got a good show lined up. We're going to definitely talk about the winter weather as best we can. Um, More importantly, we're going to talk to County Engineer Pam Dingman about the county's response and all the good people, men and women that go out there and... uh, Get our roads back open when we do have snowfall. And knowing Pam, she's really, really good at bringing information that you and I don't necessarily either think about or understand its impacts. And so she'll be on in the second segment. So if you have questions for her on this Wednesday, uh, think about them. Text them in to the Rick Stein Recognition text line or call us after the second segment, which when I say second segment, that means... From the bottom half of the hour to the top of the hour, so 5.30 to 6 p.m. During the second segment. After second yes. segment would be after the show. Yes, during the second <laughs> segment uh, on the Rick Stein Recognition Hotline, 402-479-1400. Uh, this uh, winter storm warning uh, that started at 3 p.m. and is to go to 6 p.m. tomorrow uh, has a lot of people talking just because uh, essentially the line of where the snow may come uh, and where it may not is, you know, generally speaking, you know, right through Lincoln, Omaha, Grand Island. I mean, it might be south. It might be north. It might be right on top of us, uh, anywhere from, you know, two inches to uh, nine inches in some places. So who knows? Bottom line is the experts, the weather guessers, (laughs) are saying five to nine inches. There you go. It's going to be windy. I'm sure you don't exactly identify yourself as a weather expert, but where does Commander Jack Riggins, how much snow do you think by the time it is done snowing tomorrow, do you think we'll have it here in Lincoln? Well, based on the weather guessers and looking at the forecast, I try to do uh, barroom deductive reasoning, and I'm going to go with uh, 3.5, which is right kind of in the middle of the forecast. I do believe I saw that uh, might have been our very own uh, LNK Today, Jack Mitchell, that put out uh, all we would need is two inches to beat our snowfall this year, which has been 1.8. Yeah, they've been talking about that. Yeah, so there you go. Um, so what I do is I, I take uh, looking at the averages here here and there. I mean, I see a 3.7, I see a 3.8, I see a 4.9 on the uh, Weather Forecast Office, National Weather Service. And really, deductive barroom reasoning should have me a little higher than that. But I'm factoring in the Lincoln bubble, the protective yes. Lincoln bubble. <laughs> that apparently is a thing. <laughs> right. Otherwise, I'd be up around uh, probably 4.4. Four, four, or five, so I, I'm a little low of that. But. I'm just like super pessimistic at this point because, like, the last handful of snowfalls we had, like, uh, it says it'll start snowing by a certain time, and then I'm I get up like four hours later, or whatever, and I look out the window and there's nothing, and then eventually starts snowing maybe a little bit later on. So yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm not gonna want to sit here and call the weatherman wrong, but I just yeah. 
Johnny, we got a caller. Go over there and screen that call, and I'll talk about this and fire some people up. Uh, you know, every once in a while, I catch a text from uh, the morning on the Rickstein Recognition Hotline as I assume the seat here in the studio, and it just amazes me. Paul, whether you're listening to Drive Time Lincoln or not, you sent this text at 8.21 a.m. Last text probably for the morning crew. Uh, hello. Please ask the mayor about the use of red light cameras on O Street and more enforcement to reduce speeding, racing, running red lights. Thanks, Paul. Okay. Paul, I agree. Paul, you're probably referencing a little bit, would be my guess, the fact that we just got, you know, celebrate, celebrate. We got the federal grant to help boost traffic safety. And... That federal grant, um, and everybody get your pom-poms out, everybody get ready to cheer, that federal grant is going to help our program of Safe Streets Lincoln, a vision zero program, our bold initiative to eliminate traffic-related deaths and serious injuries in our community. So that's probably what you're referencing. Now, I'm not saying that that vision is bad. That's not a bad vision. It's actually idealistic and a good vision. But in fact, that will never happen. Why? Because people are just people. And for whatever reason in this town, they drive silly. There's another word that begins with an S I want to use, but I'm afraid I can't. They drive silly. But that's a great vision. And, Paul, that's probably, I'm guessing, what you're referencing. Maybe not. But here's the deal. People of Lincoln and Lancaster County, listen to me. And then if you don't like what I say, call your police department. Call your sheriffs. Call the mayor's office. Call city council. We are not going to have reversals. On the culture of speeding and racing and craziness until we have a traffic enforcement division in our police department. I don't know how many times I can tell you. Because I'm kind of going nuts telling you, the listeners, that our police department does not have enough police officers, enough street officers. And one of the byproducts of that is that they had to disband the traffic enforcement over two years ago to handle other cases, crimes, calls. Now, if you're fr- if you're like me and you're from a smaller community in Nebraska, I'm from Fremont, you know, it's still a big community in Nebraska, but it's smaller than Lincoln. And if you're from, you know, anything smaller than Fremont, which is most towns in Nebraska, what is it that you normally see, including in Fremont, and worry about? Is those darn traffic officers sitting there with their radar gun. Those darn traffic enforcement officers perusing through the streets, just like the rest of us do, in their cars, watching as they're trained to do to see if, A, 
your car's working properly, if the lights are working, if you're not stopping at stop signs or red lights, if you're speeding through, and then taking the appropriate legal action to ensure that you and I are paying attention to the rules of road. You remember that thing we had to go get tested for? And that our license says we will drive like this? Well, the statistics say that we won't. So therefore, you have to have a traffic enforcement division. And we don't. And every once in a while, they pop up just so that people in power can say, yeah, we're, we're, we're doing it. No, we're not. And that's just the way it is. So before we go with all these other ideas, get us more police officers, get us a traffic enforcement division back, and allow the traffic enforcement people to be out in presence because that in of itself causes people to obey the rules of the road. It's a really simple proposition. Anyway, um, let's go. Oh, well, we might have a call here in a second from Steve. I'm trying to get there. And uh, Paul, I do appreciate that text. Didn't intend to talk about that, but you know me. I love when I see something that's so simple. That for, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Johnny, my God, it's like you're running the show today. Yes, I'm ready for Steve. Steve, uh, I, welcome I to Drive Time Lincoln. Hey, Jack, love the show. Good good content as always. Hey, I lived in Lincoln from 2000 to 2019, and then I moved away and came back. And I can tell you, this city is a shell of its former glory. I mean, there's an overall sense of lawlessness, crime, loud cars, drag racing up and down. And, it, and it's no fault of our fine law enforcement. I mean, we got great officers. The problem is, is the mayor and the city council. And if people really want to see change, they got to get their backsides out and vote. And we got to change the political culture here uh, because this city is going the way of all Democrat-ran cities. Uh, Steve, I think, um, number one, you're not going to get any uh, fight from me on that, and it's a, it's a great observation. And, folks, if you don't agree with Steve, um, you know, call in and tell me why. But I, I think that he's absolutely right. Number one, we have great men and women in our police department, in Lincoln Fire and Rescue. A lot of these folks are from our community, and the issues I bring up is a staffing problem and a number problem and a political problem. And so he's absolutely right on that. Given more trained officers, not the type where it's we say, oh, we've made more officers and they're in headquarters, right? Headquarters in action jobs, you know, I was in an action job, folks, they don't do anything. They push paper. They answer requests for things that are made up by other people in paper-pushing jobs. They don't help the effort on the ground. And what we lack is the street officers. So that, therefore, other people, right, us, the other people, can see that, rely on that, get our calls for service done quicker, and overall the community and the police presence is, in fact, a deterrent for crime. But you have been hoodwinked for since I've been on radio by all these great pressers, all these great uh, taglines, right? 
Yeah, we're doing more with less. That's not a good thing in a profession that's highly stressful and dangerous. No, that's not good. Our own police chief this summer came out and talked about the deterioration in numbers. Folks, Stephen is right. We have a political problem that is changing this city, and that is where your efforts need to go if you want to change it back to a town that's a capital in a state in the Midwest that represents the values of all Lincolnites. And balanced. Because I've said, of all the cities in Nebraska, Lincoln is going to be, because of the dynamics, the most balanced political town. It's just not currently at all. I think it's 85 elected positions are Democrat. Throw COVID in and Joe Biden and the far left craziness of this country right now, woke, ESG, COVID-19, and we've got an administration that doesn't want to represent you and I. They just want to represent those big interests of crazy far-left liberals, and they want to push this city into the little frame of Chicago or Portland or Seattle. And listen, I don't think you and I want that. I don't think Stephen wants that. So... Appreciate that call. You know, uh, again, Pam uh, Dingman, the county engineer, will be in studio uh, after the bottom of the hour. If you have any thoughts on uh, her efforts around town and what, you know, last time she was on, we were finding out what bridges were fixed. We were catching up. I'm assuming that's still going good, but I know we want to talk and about our snow removal processes and things and we'll get some interesting stats from her i'm sure um but i think the other thing that's going around nationally now and i'll tie it to a story locally if you didn't catch it um so i'll start with the local story folks pretty interesting that uh uh state senator elliot bostar of lincoln uh shout out to you because this one's going to go underneath most people Just right by their heads, I mean. Legislative Bill 63. It's going to prohibit Nebraska Universal Service Fund from distributing fees for wireless companies that gather and have tech from Huawei or ZTE equipment on their network, which is a Chinese company. And he's saying, hey, why, why are we using these funds to pay a Chinese company to put up our wireless services all over the state? It was supported by uh, Congressman Mike Flood, uh, Suzanne Geist, our very own here in Lincoln as well. Congrats to you, Senator Elliot Bostar. Congrats. Whether that passes or not, congrats to you for taking a bigger picture approach to Nebraska issues as well as national issues. Why in the world are we? Besides the fact that I'm sure you can trace it back to Well, it's cheaper and the companies can make more money. Folks, unless you've been living under a rock, we are in a very dangerous, not saying World War III, I'm saying dangerous competitive environment from now until God knows when with the Chinese Communist Party. And I'm speaking about America. And that isn't going to end anytime soon. 
And while we can obsess about balloons and what is this and what did we shoot down, you can be rest assured that we and they have the power to spy on each other. We all have the power to try to undermine each other's economic and cultural growth. And I would submit to you and can do lots of shows on it if you would like how they are winning that battle right now. And we are not. And this is a small way to push back. And so I appreciate LB63 and Senator Elliot Bostar. 1499.3 KLIN. You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, folks, uh, we got a quick two minutes here. Actually, uh, the county engineer is here early, Pam Dingman. Welcome to Drive Time Lincoln. Thanks for having me. Snow show. Yeah, snow show. We've been wanting to do one, and uh, thank God the weather appears that it's uh, coming back so we can have a snow show. We'll, we'll, we'll definitely have you on all second segment. Uh, this is a quick two minutes here. Um, but, yeah, thanks for coming in. Everything good with you? Everything's good with me. I mean, I think this one's really going to happen, so I'm, I think I'm a little so. excited. Are you? Are the crews excited? You know, the crews um, The crews get pretty stoked for this. I'm not going to lie. They, uh, they love going out and... And uh, and just hitting it. I assume that somebody that is a professional uh, snow removal person and, and works for, you know, the county, uh, much like if I have a project that I need a very small bobcat, I get really, really excited to drive that thing. And so when I see people and your folks with giant trucks and scrapers, scoopers, whatever you want to call them, salt, and even local Lincolnites that get their F-150 out and have the big scoop on it. I'm thinking to myself, that's just probably is one of those things that never gets boring because you're just you're just moving not earth, but you're moving snow. It's intense, and you know when we actually hang the V plows and we're we're busting drifts that are you know three, four, five feet high, six feet high, um, and you you know back that thing up and dropping into low and hit that drift is as hard as you can. <laughs> um, and and the thing is, they like it. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's like I said, and I like that they like it. And uh, for the most part, I, you know, I've seen us doing a good job. You know, I don't get out in the county as much, but we'll talk about that. And we'll talk about what our men and women in the uh, snow removal service, if you will, do. Um, we'll do that with the county uh, engineer, Pam Dingman, here in the second segment. If you want to call in, please do. And uh, if you want to text in, please do. 1,499.3-KLIN. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks, you're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. 
Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, folks, we're back. Second segment here on Wednesday, February 15th. I don't know if it has started to snow or not. The weather guessers do say light snow, um, and I really apologize for not telling you that it's 25, but feels like 13 out there. And the wind is a little dicey out of the north, 15 miles an hour. Hey, we've got the county commissioner. Uh, county commissioner. We had a county commissioner on yesterday. We've got the county engineer on, Pam Dingman. Welcome. Thanks. Back. It's been a long time. It's been a while. Was it snowing when you came in? I don't Flurries? remember. Maybe we were having floods or budgets or some other. No, I mean right now. Right now. Yeah, it is. It's a flurries? little snowing. Little okay. flurries. Little flurries All going right. on. Well, we had tried to put together a show uh, around snow to talk about our snow services and everything the county does and your folks. And I know I've given them some shout outs. But uh, yeah, kind of educate us. Because I actually don't think that very many people actually understand the dynamic. Um, you've done a fantastic job when you've come in talking about bridges and kind of our infrastructure there. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've just never gotten around to saying, hey, here's another service that we get after and that's snow removal and snow's a little crazy because you know as you know oh man maybe we got a hundred percent chance we're going to get 12 inches and then we sit here and we get like nothing and then we prepare for another hundred percent of 12 inches of snow and we get nothing you know this time i think it's probably our turn to to get to get hit with it uh maybe we get nothing but i think we're going to get a little something out of this one and we really need the moisture I mean, we have been experiencing fires almost every day since the wildfire um, down in the Hickman area, mm-hmm. the Hickman Hallam area last uh, last last fall, and so we need to get some moisture on that ground. But this one's going to be a little dicey because the ground surface isn't really frozen right now. It maybe it'll be a little crispier by morning, but right now, after that rain yesterday, we just have about two or three inches of mud on eleven hundred miles of road. Yeah. And that is a hot mess. I bet it is because, uh, right, I mean, that's the thing. We've had some 50s sustained here and there, not enough that where the deep freeze is kind of thawed a little bit. And so uh, good analysis. I didn't even think about that. But I'm like, yeah, if we got a significant snowfall, I mean, there's a couple of inches of just gook. Just slop. We just got the slop out there right now. And so hopefully the temperature will drop just a little more and we can kind of get just a little bit of a crust on top of that. Because when we go and push the snow off the gravel road, once we get to have more than four inches of snow, what we want is to push the snow off and not the gravel. We don't want to push the top two inches of the road off Mm -hmm. because that's a problem. Um, And then we have to go put the gravel back down. So a lot of people don't realize like snow, you got like the dry snow, you got the wet snow, um, you have the blowing snow, you get a lot of different types of snow. So about six, seven years ago, we all went to snow school. There's no class in engineering about how to manage a snow program. <laughs> and, you know, of course, I wanted to make sure that I was that we were doing the best things and sure. the most efficient things. And so we made snow routes. We went to snow school. Uh, we actually bought trucks that have the capability of doing some brine. And we coordinate with the city. We buy our brine from the city so that we don't have to manufacture our own brine, which mm-hmm. is a huge savings to the taxpayers of Lancaster County. Um, big efficiency right there. We go code in. Uh, the brine has a different amount of salt depending on what the temperature in the air is. So the reality is 
products start stop working on the road once you get, I don't know, 15, 18 degrees, start having some trouble. That was the problem we had back at Christmas time when it was so cold and we just had to put salt and sand down on the road, which isn't the best. Right. You know, it's not the best. And the, the bummer with that was is it was so cold, uh, even with additives in our diesel we had two loaders freeze in the yards and really two of four. I only have four for the whole county. So you yeah. think about that and uh, you're like, hey, what are we going to do if all the loaders freeze on, on resiliency? We talk a lot about resiliency and how do you handle different situations and what do you do? And so the bonus is uh, with the new newer trucks, uh, we are able to have some brine capability and double bonus for you as a taxpayer, Jack. Do you want to know why? Oh, yeah, I do. It's super exciting. Instead of like this, the uh, materials like shooting out, spraying out the back of that mm-hmm. truck. And, you know, when you're driving by, you might catch some on your Yeah, you get pelted. And you're sad or you get some chips in your paint and you're sad. So uh, our new red trucks actually have the hopper in between the axles on the back of the truck. Oh. So the materials drop in between the wheels and a little spray of brine comes out so that it sticks it sticks it to the road which yeah. is i mean it's about as sexy as you can get for snow removal no that's that's a good thing because i think honestly number one brian um i'm guessing just from my old nautical days right brian kind of mix of liquidy and salty products and sand it sounds like um and uh it's got to go down but no i think everybody in nebraska has either experienced so- snow maroon removal excuse me where uh the brine or the salt or the sand has gone flying at their car or the old uh tar being put down with the stuff and you know then picking those off your car and it's never a pleasant experience um but nonetheless it's kind of cool that the technology and the foresight that you guys have done um with these newer trucks the super bonus about it is once we put the salt into the environment the salt in nebraska i mean we do have saline wetlands but in general the salt isn't in our environment here Mm -hmm. And so when we put the salt in the environment, there's really no way to take it out. Right. And it's not something that was there naturally. So what we've done is really focus on what is the absolute minimum amount of product, whether it be brine or um, sand and rock salt or anything, ice slicer, uh, apex. What is the what is the minimum amount we can put on that road to, to have it be effective right. because that saves money and it saves the environment. And yeah. it's kind of like fertilizer on your lawn. More isn't always better. You know, more is damaging to the bridges and damaging to mm-hmm. the roads. In fact, when we're done this spring, when we're done with winter uh, and, and we all kind of breathe that sigh of relief, we'll go out and uh, we'll just put water in those trucks and we'll give all those bridges a little scrub. Sure. Yeah, so we scrub all the bridges uh, just to make sure that we can reduce the corrosion as much as possible. Yeah. We want you to be safe, but we also want to protect our assets. Yeah, no, that's that's great. I mean, the fact is uh, salt, uh, while a natural occurring substance, uh, is just very detrimental, as we, I think, all know, um, to almost everything we have in, in modern society, from our vehicles and, and you know, the metals, uh, to our Navy ships, to our right. bridges and, and the way they're constructed. And so, you know, giving it a, a good washdown is, is a smart thing. That's pretty interesting. So four trucks, I didn't realize that's it. So that means those crews on a big snow, like potentially tonight, um, two shifts, three shifts, I mean, they're working... Pretty, pretty so you might be surprised, up. Jack. We only have one shift of workers. Really? We only have one shift okay. in the county. 
And, uh, you know, we, we have an equivalent number of lane miles. We have mm-hmm. a little more lane miles, actually, than the city of Lincoln has. So if you can wrap your head around it. Uh, we have tried to do some creative things uh, with the brine trucks, and, and we have the ability to declare a, a, a snow emergency and split mm-hmm. split shifts a little bit. So okay. we might have some people working a little later into the evening or earlier in the morning. For the most part, with snow out in the county, because, hey, those gravel roads, I mean, you know, you're, you're one of those Fremont guys, right? Yeah, I am. Um, you know, those gravel roads, they're dark at night. They are. And so you need if, a lot of lights. Yeah. And if it's snowing and blowing out there, even in the middle of the day, you can have this moment out on the gravel where you're like, uh, am I on the road? Right, right. <laughs> am I really on the road? I mean, I know there was one time, you know, where I was like, look at that guy. He's not even on the road. And I was like, oh, wait, that's me. Yeah. So, you know, you don't want to be that person. No. And uh, especially not in a big piece of equipment uh, moving down the road. So we. We pull our guys off in the night. Okay. Um, they might be uh, intermittently on on the paved surfaces or the lit surfaces, but not out on that 1,100 miles of gravel. Right, right. Well, no, I mean, you know, I mean, kind of laughing about it, but um, I'll bet, folks, if you've um, spent some time out on uh, county roads or even highways, um, you know, like... 77, I can think back of, you know, going back home uh, during winter storms, you know, when you're not supposed to be driving. Mm -hmm. And exactly, you get nighttime or low visibility or just whiteout um, during the daytime. And next thing you know, you're not driving on the road. And that is a real possibility. And I I would be hard-pressed for anybody that uses county roads and has lived here a good while that probably hasn't experienced that. And, uh, you know, what a quote-unquote train wreck right if a big piece of machinery goes off it's easy right. to do and and uh i think it's fascinating that um you know the obviously it's not going to be perfect but you know the uh the crews you know work into not only get a county road that's graveled you know um cleared but also not scrape it down to the mud of course that happens at times but, it's a real but it's a real art These, yeah it's an art you know the uh the, the employees that are out on these roads, I mean, they have a true talent because you have to be patient to be in that big machine. You have to be a little bit of an artist. And mm-hmm. so it, it is an art. The other thing that happens to us in these weather events is, hey, we have motor graders um, that are old enough to drink. So our oldest motor grader that's still on the road is a 1999. Um, that's old. I'd really like to get that life cycle down to 10 years, not right. over 20 but that being said, that means that uh, those older trucks and those older motor graders, when, when you're using equipment as hard as heavy snow uses mm-hmm. it, or in situations where it was so cold like December, we break down a lot. And so it's not abnormal for us, Jack, to have 20% of the fleet mm-hmm. broke down uh, just because of the age of the fleet. So sure. we also have a group of mechanics that when we're out pushing the snow, they are they are in the shop. They're fixing not only uh, not only our county engineers' equipment, but they fix all the sheriff's vehicles too. Okay. And so you know, if a sheriff comes in and he needs to get back out whatever he needs, we fix it as fast as we can. The same with our equipment, and and we uh, we get everybody back on the road so they can keep doing their job. And that's that's stressful sometimes. Oh, I bet it is. I mean, in a place where you know, I mean, statistically speaking, you're going to have some significant weather events in the winter, um, without a doubt. You know, I'm surprised to hear that you're only four deep and age, right? I mean, I think that, uh, once again, I mean, if you put together a plan and need to come back on this Mm -hmm. show and talk about um, the impact of that, um, because in a way, folks, 
it is really a no-fail mission because we we just generally don't shut down for very long as a society. We can't. Exactly. Our society can't shut down. Right. I mean, we have people who need to get to the doctor. People mm-hmm. need to get to school. People need to work because, you know, we all yeah. got to pay for the things that we have. And yeah. so uh, the tolerance for being shut down where, you know, maybe my parents would have been comfortable or my grandparents would have been comfortable being shut down for a week. Uh, we... That's just not what we can do here. And so when I first started, we would be uh, three days, sometimes four days. We we pretty much right now can have a lane open everywhere in the county in two days. Mm-hmm. Um, does that mean the road is perfect? No. Uh, it means we come back and we widen out that. But right. at least you can get in and out if you need to get in and out. Sure. Yeah. Emergency services and people can, you know get through and be careful uh again we're talking with uh pam dingman the county engineer uh the weather guessers they definitely say it's coming i mean now i've got one that says six to eight uh is likely you know 60 to 70 percent chance i'm going with the guess of 3.5 um just because uh well i i do barroom math and uh I'm just feeling it. I think we'll get a little help from the bubble of Lincoln, but maybe not. You know, snow can be a lot of fun, but uh, certainly, folks, uh, just make sure if it does snow out there, you're careful. And um, and I think we're getting a good uh, breakdown from Pam here, as well as the timelines that are out there. Yeah, I was thinking when you said, you know, my parents or my grandparents. Well, when you said grandparents, I was like, well, yeah, that's because... They were totally content to take shovels, and the whole family would get you know themselves out, and then they'd look left and right, and they'd start digging everybody else out. And you know, community wise, they'd just be digging for weeks. They just dig. And I have a I have a really humble letter that my grandfather wrote a friend um, when my my aunt was born, and she was born on uh, uh, January third. And so what becomes interesting about that letter is he writes that she was born in a blizzard and that they the road crews came out and and they were behind the road crew. And then when the road crew got stuck, neighbors came out and they would shovel for as long as they could Mm -hmm. to the next neighbor. And then other neighbors would come out (laughs) so that my um, so that, you know, my my aunt could be born. And we don't really talk about those stories or those journeys anymore, but it's significant. We do in Lancaster County. It has happened that we have had to go out uh, with with a plow or a motor grader and we have the ambulance behind Mm -hmm. us. And so uh, these are these are definite community services. Those are stressful. Those are really stressful on us and our people. Uh, But we are we are dedicated to this community and, and doing the absolute best we can with what we have. In in classic military jargon, I would think that this is a specialized service. Do, does the crew have a nickname or at all? I mean, are they referred to anything? Uh, you know? So I know that Lincoln refers to their snow crews as the snow fighters. Okay. Um, we, I, you know, uh, we don't really have a nickname at the county, or at least not one that anyone has told me. That doesn't mean we don't have one. It just means maybe someone hasn't told me. Um, if if you were, my gut feel is is if you were to. Um, to give uh, a nickname to the people that are in the plows and the motor graders, they would they would roll their eyes at me and think I was a little off base. The reality, the other reality is, is you know they have dedicated their lives to mm-hmm. this uh, year round, uh, and people always think that hey, when it's winter, if it's not snowing, we're not doing anything. Right. You know we're out year round in all the weather conditions. Uh, we've been out cutting down and removing trees for our construction for next year. By the way, we have to have. Uh, any area where we have construction, we have to have the tree removed before April Fool's Day. 
And Jack, you might ask, like, why, Pam? That seems so weird. Why, Pam? It's because there has it's because there's been a bat that's been declared endangered in oh. Lancaster County. And the bat likes to hang out in the trees along with the birds. And so we have to clear these trees out so that the there's no chance that the bat is living in the tree and we disturb it when it's uh when it's having its babies and stuff. I gotcha. So uh bat pup season, April first, um actually to uh October first. We can't remove a tree without making sure there's no bats in it. That would be difficult to do, so I get it. Well, I will say this. We have some bats on my property, and I enjoy them. Um, I just enjoy them. Um, so far, the uh, hunter-killer cats I have, have have not got one. They get a lot of birds. They get a lot of mice, but they haven't got the bats. The bats are pretty smart where they stay. But, no, that's – I mean – you know, you find these things out, and they're pretty interesting. Uh, going back, and I know, just for me, it'd be a favor. Maybe go to the, you know what I, because my son, he's a wrencher in the U.S. Air Force, and so oh, yeah. a mechanic. Maybe that is the place where you just you you just seed that idea to one of the mechanics, and they might come up with a cool nickname. Because I'm thinking snow removal people need a, a patch. Like you know, the mechanics need a patch, and the snow removal people need a patch. Because you know and love our military just like I do. The patches mean a lot, but they've got to be spontaneous. And so you're right. You couldn't come up with it, nor could I. But I'm thinking if you've got a garage where people are turning wrenches for the sheriffs and the snow plows and all the county vehicles, there's somebody in there that would come up with a good one. So, Jack, I will <laughs> let them know tomorrow, uh, bright and early, yeah, that, that you have tasked them with this. Yeah, I would love to. Um, and we'll, we'll, uh, we'll come back and see, see what they've come up yeah, with. Please, yeah, please, please come back to me. Well, Pam, um, real quick, one of the texters uh, was wondering, uh, just bridge update. Are we, are we caught back up on bridges? Are we doing okay? We're not caught up on bridges no. yet, and I'm really sad about that. We still have the bridge closed on Roca Road. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're we're trying to get the plans out for that to bid right now. Um, we have some utility relocation issues. We're, we hope to build that sometime um, late summer or fall, and we hope to build another bridge uh, just south of Malcolm also this summer. And so, build it or repair it. Build it. Build These it are straight new. up. Yeah. New bridges. Okay, we'll be back. Uh, short segment uh, to finish up the show with County Engineer Pam Dingman. 14993 KLIN. You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 14993 KLIN. All right, quick programming note here. Uh, Paul Holt from the Ugly Motel, a pretty subscribed YouTube channel here in the area, uh, is going to be on tomorrow. Really concerned citizen, even though he's got a YouTube channel. Um, you know, that's how we found him. And uh, he's, he's just honestly. He's got a great story, but he's also very comfortable in expressing his thoughts about what's going on in our community, and uh, and he's a member of the community. I mean, he's just he's really coming in tomorrow, and we're just going to talk, and that's going to be interesting. Again, Paul Holt tomorrow from the Ugly Motel. Check out his YouTube channel. Uh, Pam Dingman, the county engineer, with a great breakdown of snow removal and, and other things. Appreciate we're here. It. We're here to move the snow. Yeah, well, I think you are going to be busy. Um, you are right. It's nice to have uh, some moisture, however it comes, because it infects all of our agriculture and everything as we get into spring. Um, but we absolutely want to give a shout-out to all the men and women, mechanics, everybody that's out removing our snow, um, and basically your whole crew, because uh, it's good that the people understand you know, what their money's paying for and how it gets done. It's a big deal. They work really hard, and I'm really thankful they're members of the team. I mean, these are people that, you know, there's other things they could go do and make more money, and they choose to serve the citizens of Lancaster County. And, it, you know, it's a humble service. I love it. I love it. Thanks for coming in. 
No problem. It's always awesome to be here. Well, I appreciate that. We always have fun when you, when you come in. And uh, again, we're going to have Paul Holt on tomorrow. Doug Fitzgerald will be in Friday. I am going to be uh, doing the dad thing at sporting events all weekend. So uh, Doug is going to come in and he's going to have a good show. And uh, we'll keep rolling on. I mean, tomorrow, Paul Holt will have a lot to talk about, but who knows what will happen in the news and the breaking. And uh, if it does, I'll fill you in, and I'll certainly give you an opinion. 1,499.3 KLIN.